This podcast is brought to you in association with From Sweden with Love, one of the oldest fan sites dedicated to the world of 007. Online since 2004 and also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Why not check them out today? James Bond 007.se Nobody does it better. <laughs> or as they say in Stockholm these days, Ingen gör det bättre. Hello, I'm John Audy. I'm a stunt historian, author, broadcaster and producer, and the man behind Behind the Stunts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Welcome to this episode and a series of podcasts dedicated the action stunts in the James Bond movies. My new book, Ever Heard of Evil Knievel, is the definitive guide to everything action-packed in the film series. It looks at the stunts, the performers, the coordinators and the stories behind these incredible moments captured on film. You'll hear clips from some of the interviews that have been undertaken over the years, where applicable, and sound clips from the movies themselves. The book, podcast and YouTube series are also to be used as educational tools to learn from and to wonder at. assignment will take me to new heights of adventure, new depths of danger, new dimensions of villainy, and fascinating new women. Every job has its rewards. In this case, it's the spy who loved me. 1977, a year of adventure. Her Majesty the Queen celebrates her Silver Jubilee. Red Rum wins his third Grand National at 9-1. to one. And James Bond takes an additional year off to make sure that The Spy Who Loved Me, his tenth official release, is the biggest, the best, Bond and beyond. A film so big, it requires a huge new soundstage to be built at Pinewood Studios, just to house three stolen submarines. Roger Moore's favourite outing as 007, and for many fans the world over, their favourite too. Let's examine some of the action set pieces in the movie, shall we? And we'll start with one that Bob Simmons had nothing to do with. The title sequence brings us to the Austrian Alps, where Bond, once again played by Roger Moore, is being shown the perks of having a log cabin so far up in the hills. He receives a message on his watch telling him to pull out immediately. That's the difference between me and Roger Moore. I'd have broken the fourth wall at this point, waggled an eyebrow and gone on about my business, 
James, I need you. Bond turns in the doorway. So does England. How right he was. Bond has three ski doubles during the pre-title. Firstly, Ed Lincoln, a world champion skier and one of Willy Bogner's regulars. Yes, Willy Bogner is back after his work on Honor Majesty's Secret Service. He takes the camera style he adopted back in 69 and puts it to good use here. Holding the camera between his legs, he films Ed Lincoln skiing through the ice arches, being chased by gunmen. Then Bond turns and shoots Russian agent Sergei Barzov, played by actor Michael Billington, with a gun concealed in his ski pole. Billington was doubled by Stefan Zukor. The Bond double was to be freestyle world champion Johnny Eves, but he was in the middle of retaining his world championship title as filming was in full flow, so Bogner approached Robert Young, who skied backwards, then did that impressive backflip. He wasn't able to nail the landing, so they filmed an additional shot of him charging another gunman before Rick Sylvester takes over. Rick Sylvester, as you may know, isn't a stuntman. He's a rock climber who was in the right place at the right time and understandably has been talking about skiing off Mount Asgard ever since. It is breathtaking and made even more exhilarating by Marvin Hamlish's choice to cut the music score just as Bond leaves the edge. A Hitchcock trait that always works during moments of tension. If you watch closely, you'll see a ski he kicked off a moment earlier hit the canopy of the parachute. Had that been any other rock-climbing skier, or any other day, it may have ripped through the chute, causing irreparable damage. Luckily, someone was smiling down on Mr. Sylvester, and the audience loved him for it. visits Cairo to meet Aziz Fekesh, find out more about the all-important microfilm. After being sidetracked by the lovely Olga Becerra, he is fired upon by one of Stromberg's goons, played by actor Milton Reed. They run up to the rooftop and a fight ensues. Here we see another wonderful Bob Simmons fight, and for the first time we appreciate the work of stuntman Martin Grace, who becomes Roger's chief stunt double. After obtaining the whereabouts of Fekesh, Bond assists his assailant in falling from the roof. He's doubled by stuntman Jack Cooper, who falls 40 feet into a box and mattress rig he's built himself. Where's Fekesh? The final shot sees Jack Where's Cooper Fekesh? himself lying dead on the floor. Nobody expected me to be zooming in 44 years later. What a helpful chap. James, that motorcycle has been following us for the last mile. For me, the most beautiful Bond car ever, the magnificent Lotus Esprit, 
which Q issues to Bond in Sardinia. In the film, the car was driven by three people, Lotus's very own engineer Roger Becker and two stuntmen. The first was Martin Grace, trying to avoid Naomi in her helicopter, and the second was George Leach, trying to avoid the missile fired by motorcyclist Mark Boyle before he's replaced by a dummy and launched over the edge of a cliff. All those feathers and he still can't fly. Oh, uh, incidentally, going back to that helicopter for a moment... It was piloted by Mark Wolf, and this is his first association with the franchise. But if you check IMDb, the International Movie Database, you'll see the name of John Crutzen listed as a helicopter pilot. Well, he owned the helicopter that Mark Wolf flew and was married to British stuntwoman Gillian Alden. Now we should join two stuntmen who worked on the film inside the 007 stage and find out from them the experience that is making a Bond. Rocky Taylor, and we start with Paul Weston. So, um, yes, we, we were guards, uh, and all different guards. We were um, uh, the Americans, we were the English, we were, <laughs> we were the, the baddies in different coloured uh, overalls. Yeah, there was, I remember three of us being up on about 36 feet up at the end of 007 stage, falling... Uh, explosions go off and uh, it was Terry, uh, Terry Plummer, Greg and myself at the top and the explosion goes off and we've got a fall 36 feet into the water yeah. of the tank but it was only like seven foot deep at most um, and we had the rails underneath where the, the, the subs. subs go backwards and forwards on so we had to hit flat we couldn't go in deep yeah. so in the explosion you go off and you just time it so that you're getting over onto your back to hit as flat as possible we had wetsuits underneath um, but myself being the lightest I was fine I went off and hit the water um, <laughs> Greg and uh, Terry Plummer um, hit and they were Greg was black and blue all the way up one side where he hit, hit it so hard but um, yeah that's what you had to do it's, uh, all the explosions were, were difficult because um, we were coming off trampolines we were coming down ropes we were doing explosions halfway you know between the yeah. two um, yeah so it, but it was great fun and great fun to do um, I, one was nice, which I loved to do, doing, was uh, the mini moat that went into the side. I was a guy on the back, and I knew I could take off, and I knew I could get as far out in the water as possible. Yeah. And it was that's always good, you that's know. Nice you get the flick as, as it turned over, and off I went into the midair. It was lovely. Brilliant. This was on 007 stage, and uh, there must have been then by then. 40 stuntmen, I would have said, on, right. on call. Okay. And uh, we used to play cards in the, we had huts where we went and waited while we wasn't shooting. We used to go in there and play cards. Some went and watched some blue films in there. was a blue <laughs> film. So it's all right. <laughs> and you knew where, they, you knew where he was. You knew where were, Rocky was. You knew they were simpler there. times, the 70s, weren't they? <laughs> and then we all could sort of get, get a call on the set. It was one of Greg Powell's first movies as well. That's right, yes. 
and I, I think I was in a red suit, wasn't I? A red yes, you were. You were one of Stromberg's men. That's right. Yeah, and I had to sort of grab Barbara Brock and take her into wherever I was taking her with Roger, and um, then it all goes off. The, the bombs go off and fire. Set caught on fire. Um, I start. I, I got invited to drive a mini moke. Yeah. I put the mini down the, the promenade, up a ramp as it explodes in front of me. Inside, inside left of me was called um, Jimmy Lodges in there with Lodge. you. And behind me, standing up was Paul Weston. Paul Weston. And as I go up the ramp, they explode it, come off the, the ramp the other side, hit the deck and go into the water. And Paul Weston does a dive into the water and Jimmy Lodge comes in it with me. That's right. And uh, they had flames in the water, gas flames, you know, gas flames. Right, so the it's, it's being fed, the fire's being fed. Yeah. And that was exciting, you know, my, one of my first jobs driving a car did, in the water. Did you get a chance to, how, again, I, I say this purely from an interest point of view, but from a, how much rehearsal time did you get with that type of gag in order to That type judge? of gag, let's put it this way, it wasn't a lot of rehearsal time because, you know, you, you drive a car down the thing, you go up the ramp and he does the explosion. The timing was uh, getting it right with the special effects. Right. So I suppose, you know, when he told me about it, I spoke to the special effects and he told me when he was going to blow it. So he said, you know, you get to here, when you get to there, I'll hit the throttle, bang, and we go. So we rehearsed it a couple of times. I went past it instead of going up it two or three times. Then he said, you ready, Rocky? I said, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So off we went, boom, 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 boom. hit the throttle, hit the ramp, up in the air, boom, into the water. So right. I suppose it was just a morning's rehearsal, really. Right. There's not a lot you can do other than that and just hit it, you know. Yeah, get it the, from the, the timing was the thing of me hitting the ramp and him blowing it, the special effect man, Kit West, blowing it as I hit it. Right. You know, I didn't want to go before, didn't want to go after. As I hit it, he blows it. Right. That was the timing. Well, I mean, it's certainly visually very exciting and it did the job. And it was caught from a couple of angles as well, so it made oh, it look yeah. very good, yeah. The front um, shot, I think, looked the best. Where it yes, I think so, yeah. You can see it in the air and then it lands and then kicks off into the water. Yeah. Into the flames, into flames or water. Which uh, I think Paul Weston done the dive, which was nice. He, he came out of the car and done a head dive into the water. Yeah, and that was terrific. He's, he's covered a lot of it, a lot of space, a lot of ground. Yeah. No, very, um, very good. So there we are. That's your lot for this week. More next week. And don't forget to subscribe and follow Behind the Stunts on all the social media platforms so you can be kept up to date on the world of action and stunts. Until next time, bye for now.